Guys, this is going to be an awesome podcast. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I really appreciate all of the loyal support that I get from my podcast listeners and my Instagram followers. I encourage you, if you don't follow on Instagram, please do so. You can go to at jscottoutdoors on Instagram, uh, and you're going to get to hear a story of Creed at the Ot6 Ranch and the harvest of Creed and the story of following Creed for uh, the 2017, excuse me, 2018 and 2019 season and then finally getting to harvest them. I really appreciate you guys supporting everything that I do. I want to give a shout out to the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, As you guys know, this podcast is 100% free. It will always be free. You don't have to support the sponsors of this podcast. Uh, in order to listen. You don't have to pay for a subscription. It's completely free. With that being said, I hear reports every single day from my sponsors that you guys do give them phenomenal support. I do have the best sponsors uh, in the business. I want to thank GoHunt.com, the optics department, my friend Cody Nelson of 20 plus years. Uh, I was actually in Cody Nelson's wedding Uh, Cody is the optics manager. If you guys have any optics needs at all, if you have any binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, range finders, you name it, anything to do with optics, give Cody a call at 702-847-8747. That's extension 2. Or you can email him directly at optics at gohunt.com. You're going to mention J. Scott podcast. Say J. Sennis. And Cody's going to take care of you. He's going to answer all your questions. He's going to help you with any of your optical needs. And he's going he's to really take care of you. Um, and uh, I really appreciate their support at GoHunt.com. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting gear is what I wear on all of my hunts. Uh, you can go to KUIU.com to find out more and to order gear. Uh, Kuyu sells direct to the consumer, so there is no retail middleman. Uh, I have been uh, a firm believer in the innovation uh, and the quality of products that Kuyu makes. It's the best ultralight hunting gear on the market. Go to Kuyu.com to find out more. also want to thank Phonescope.com for their sponsorship. That's the uh, videoing and photographing device that I use on my iPhone X and my binoculars and my spotting scope. Uh, and you're going to hear about it uh, when I videoed Creed. Uh, that's what I use. You Go to phonescope.com, use the JSCOT19 promo code, and you're going to get a 10% savings there. Also want to thank onxmaps.com. Every hunter in the woods, wherever you hunt, I believe Onyx Maps, Onyx Hunt Maps, uh, the, the app on your phone is the best tool for any Western hunter out there in the mapping department. I love the fact that you can go from topo to aerial to hybrid mode with just the push of a button. You can save maps offline, so if you're in bad cell phone areas, no problem. Uh, The Ot6 Ranch does not have good cell phone service. I just save the maps offline, and you can zoom in with full resolution and clarity on the aerial. Uh, It's just an awesome tool. You can use the breadcrumb feature. You can use the measuring feature. You can mark waypoints. You can import and export from Google Earth. Uh, Just an awesome, awesome tool. Go to onxmaps.com 
Use the JScott19 promo code and it's going to save you 20%. Guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for your support. You can always send me a direct message on Instagram or you can send me an email at jscottoutdoors and jscottoutdoors.com. Excuse me, jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. Sorry, guys. Let's get right to this episode. Hi guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. I've got some windshield time here, so I figured I would break down and kind of tell the story of the Creed Bull at the Ot6 Ranch. Uh, Crystal Watts was able to harvest Creed, and um, I've had a little bit of time here to reflect upon all of the different uh, twists and turns of a bull that... Hunter Meekum and I became very fond of uh, as soon as we saw him. So I guess I should start from the beginning. Uh, Before we get into that, I want to let you guys know I am driving down the road. I've got my uh, earphones in and, uh, you know, you'll have some highway noise. You'll have some road noise. uh, So you'll just have to bear with me. Um, But I think it's a good opportunity for me to kind of put my thoughts together and uh, tell the story. So uh, the story of Creed, well, let me back up. The uh, ranch, the Ot6 Ranch was purchased uh, in September of 2017. And uh, I was asked to come down uh, by the owners, David and Crystal Watts, uh, to come down and kind of uh, take inventory and oversee uh, the wildlife uh, on the ranch. And so October 1st of 2017, uh, I came to the ranch in South Central Colorado. Uh, I was actually up at the CA Ranch uh, in Montana hunting with my friend, uh, my, my friend that passed away, Jason Harrison of Kuyu, uh, the founder of Kuyu. And then from there, I came down to the Ot6 Ranch and began assessing the property, trying to learn the property. Uh, The ranch is uh, roughly 50,000 acres, and uh, we purchased uh, trail cameras, so we started putting trail cameras out, uh, started glassing uh, morning and evening, just trying to get a sense of what kind of animals uh, were on the property. And in that fall of of 2017, um, we were not in the Ranching for Wildlife program. Uh, The ranch now, currently as it sits, the Odd Six Ranch, uh, is now in the Ranching for Wildlife program. And this is our first year, the 2019 season is the first year in the Ranching for Wildlife program. Some have asked me what the Ranching for Wildlife program and it's simply a partnership between the Division of Wildlife and a landowner uh, in order to gain some public access, so make ranches accessible to the public. Uh, the Division of Wildlife, in return for allowing the public to hunt the property, uh, gives a certain amount of landowner type tags uh, to the landowner. And then by doing so, uh, it's, a, it's a good trade Uh, for the public in that you take properties that are completely private, 100% deeded acreage, uh, and now they become available to the public. So we have uh, public bull elk hunter and uh, public 
cow elk hunters uh, on the ranch at the Oxix Ranch. So that's that's kind of a little background on that. You have to be a Colorado resident in order to apply for the um, program. It's not available for non-residents, so it's a little bit of a perk to public land or public uh, hunters in Colorado that are residents. So. Now we're in the Ranching for Wildlife program. We were not in the 2017 season. Uh, all this, by the way, is in the Colorado Division of Wildlife, kind of the rules and regs and all of the ranches. There's, I don't know exactly, but I'm gonna say there's maybe 15 or maybe more than that uh, in the DOW, Colorado Division of Wildlife regulations. And you can look them up and see the different opportunities there. But. Um, the rules state that if a property is purchased, they have to sit out the next hunting season. Well, since the property was purchased in 2017 in September, that's kind of right in the middle of the fall season. So we actually had to sit out the 2017 and 2018 season uh, in order to enroll in the 2019 Ranching for Wildlife season for 2019. So that's a little background on that. So in 17, October 1st began taking inventory of the property and very shortly was joined by uh, Hunter Meekum uh, from Tropic, Utah. Uh, Hunter comes from the historic uh, and pretty famous uh, lion hunting houndsman family there in Tropic, Utah. Uh, his dad, McLean Meekum, uh, his, he's got uncles and um, grandfathers that still lion hunt, and it's a very historic lion hunting houndsman family. Uh, but Hunter also loves to hunt uh, all sorts of big game, so the Watts had hired Hunter to work with me at the Ot 6 Ranch, and Hunter and I began uh, taking inventory, taking trail camera photos, setting up uh, video cameras, trail cam, you know, still photography, uh, and glassing mornings and evenings. And uh, that first year, we were able to identify a bunch of different bulls. And fast forward a little bit, uh, we had not seen Creed in 2017 season. We did not see him. I think a lot of it was just a function of trying to learn the ranch and, and just what didn't happen to be in the pocket where Creed liked to hang out the most. Uh, and so then fast forward, we get to the 2018 season and I want to say it was around the 4th or 5th of September, uh, we got our first trail camera pictures of the bull that we ended up nicknaming Creed. And I'll get to why and how we nicknamed the bull Creed here in a minute. But uh, in a very short period of time, we were able to, on four or five different camera sets, uh, get some still cam uh, photos and some videos. So in one day of just checking cards, all of a sudden this big bull that was a 6 by 6 mainframe um, on the one side, he, I believe his right side, he did have a little G6, so technically a 6x7 mainframe. And then he had little points off of his eye guards on one side. He had a little what they call devil points that were probably an inch and a half, uh, maybe two inches long uh, off of his eye guards. And the bull at the time we thought was somewhere in that 34 inches wide, 34, 35 inches wide. 
uh, and he just has this real character shape, just full of character. He's, he's real bell-shaped, so the head-on photos, you know, he's got big fronts, one, two, threes, and then he kind of um, goes out and then bells back in. Uh, and we were just, when we saw the photos, we were so excited. And so what we did then is we spread out uh, that afternoon to try and find the bull. And we were able to um, glass in an area that we had received the last trail cam photo. And I want to say it was the, that very morning or the night before we had gotten a photo. So we immediately got up on high points, different high knobs, trying to figure out where that bull was going to come out and maybe chase some cows so we could get a visual on him. And I remember um, that, that afternoon, the first time we saw him, um, I actually picked him up in some timber um, just, just below the glassing position where I was sitting, maybe six or 700 yards was able to call Hunter over off of his knob and we both were able to watch uh, the bull that we ended up nicknaming Creed that night. And there was a bull that we had called Balboa, uh, the other name we call him Six Pack, and he was in the meadow as well with some cows. To make a long story short, Six Pack, well, at the time we were calling him Balboa, and you know, for Rocky Balboa, because he was kind of a brawler bull, um, ended up, we, we call him Six Pack as well, so he goes by both of those names, but um, Creed went over and locked up with Balboa, and so we looked at each other and I said, well, if that's Balboa, that's Creed, and so we started calling him Apollo Creed, and that's how the name Creed stuck. So we were pumped, we got some video footage, and if you go on um, the Op6 Ranch Instagram account, uh, that's at A-U-G-H-T-6 S-I-X Ranch, or on my personal account, at J. Scott Outdoors, you can see a lot of video footage, and a bunch that we got that night, as well as a bunch that we got over the next month, uh, while we watched Creed uh, rut cows all over the Ot 6 Ranch. So, we were super pumped to have a bull of that caliber. You know, Colorado is known for elk hunting, but it's not necessarily known for, you know, super high trophy quality bulls just because of the amount of pressure, the amount of bulls that get harvested in the state. So uh, it was pretty awesome to see a bull of that caliber. And we were just totally gung-ho on trying to get as much video footage, as much trail cam video and, and such that we could of Creed. Um, the only thing that was kind of quote or unquote in our way was that Hunter had also located a big, beautiful, typical mule deer buck uh, in the velvet. And so now we had the task of trying to keep track and try and get as much documentation and footage of Creed as we could. And also with the muzzleloader deer season coming up. Now this is the 2018 season I'm talking about. Um, you know, we, we had to kind of split time. There would be times when Hunter would be looking at Creed and I would be looking for the big buck and, and vice versa. And, but it made it fun because we were able to 
you know, kind of move around and look for deer, you know, on a morning and look for elk in the evening and flip-flop. And we did a pretty good job, I think, of keeping track of both uh, animals, of which uh, the mule deer that we had our eyes on, uh, the owner of the ranch, David Watts, uh, was able to harvest with his muzzleloader. And all of that was going on right about the time that we got word that my friend, uh, founder of Kuyu, had um, passed away. And so it was a very, very... Um, well, let's just say I'll never forget that time period. Uh, and so this big buck, uh, we were able to get on it. David Watts made a great shot at about 15 or 20 yards uh, with Hunter Meekum. And I got to watch it all up on point. Beautiful buck scored right just under 200 inches. I think it was 199 and 4.8. And, uh, uh, and just a beautiful velvet buck. Once that buck was harvested, we were able to kind of double up and really focus our efforts on not only trying to keep inventory on the rest of the bulls uh, on the ranch, but to especially uh, put emphasis on trying to get as much video footage and, you know, just kind of watch Creed. Not only from a perspective of wanting to, you know, just document the animal, but I mean, to, to be honest with you, just because he was so cool. Um, just one of those bulls, you know, it seems like he's, he's one in a million. Uh, you know, not the biggest bull that I've been around uh, by far, but definitely one that had really incredible character with his antler configuration. So we spent the month of September uh, videoing and just trying to position ourselves where we could get good shots uh, with our phone scope of Creed, good uh, phone scope video, and then we also positioned trail cameras at a lot of the different watering uh, places that he liked to frequent uh, to just try and trails to try and get as much documentation as we could of the bull. So, uh, pretty awesome uh, experience. Uh, and got to learn a lot about him. Uh, there are certain places on the ranch that he would never go, uh, and he definitely had kind of his core area that he liked to spend his time, and it was, in a lot of the places, very, very thick. Um, you know, and it, it makes sense that the reason we did not see him in, you know, October, or excuse me, October of 2017 was, you know, it's kind of right at the tail end of the rut, we're just learning the ranch, just getting there. And a lot of times in the 18 season, you know, we would know right Creed's backyard and there would be days where we wouldn't see him. And then all of a sudden the next day he'd show up right there. And he, he was probably pretty much in that circle uh, the whole time. The, the, um, the thing was we didn't have we weren't in the ranching for wildlife program so we were subject to uh, the uh, uh, season dates of, of Colorado so we had to abide by the you know Colorado Division of Wildlife's uh, already set preset seasons so our best opportunity that we could see in the near future was the muzzleloader season uh, which I think started like the 12th or I don't remember 15th or something of October and so we made a plan that we would try and keep our eyes on uh, Creed and uh, Crystal Watts uh, owner of Ot6 Ranch 
uh, would try and harvest Creed in the 2018 season if we got a chance. So everything was going along great and we were getting lots of sightings and you know great footage of Creed and then as most things are uh, I guess in most elk rut situations uh, especially in Arizona I've run into it where elk rut in different places than when the rut isn't going and about the I'm gonna say the 10th of October we had a very very hard time keeping track of Creed and the country that he retreated into was virtually unglassable and it became very difficult uh, Crystal was able to come out with their schedule and, and hunt for a couple days and it just so happened to be the same we got one a half day on the first day was a was a decent morning of glassing and then we had one of these early Colorado uh, snowstorms and basically were fogged out for the rest of the time so that kind of concluded our best chances at, at um, you know getting a chance at Creed in the 2018 season we knew we were gonna have our hands full uh, with the, the terrain that the bull lived in and so we, we basically were you know kind of apprehensive because we we knew that we had a chance in September but uh, because we weren't archery hunting then uh, you know the opportunity was going to be slim and it turned out to be but what that led to is a lot of anticipation uh, through the spring and the summer season of 2019 uh, wondering okay as Creed starts growing his antlers, you know, um, where's he gonna show up? Where are we gonna get photos of him? And so it made it very exciting to uh, be able to, you know, just try and dream about where is Creed and, and you know, when will we get our first photo of him and, and all of that. So uh, to fast forward just a little bit, uh, we got our first uh, photos of Creed um, so to fast forward a little bit uh, to the fall season of 2019 I arrived at the Odd Six Ranch uh, on the 31st of August and Hunter Meekum and I uh, began glassing extensively and getting our trail cameras all set up and trying to get you know photos of Creed get sightings of Creed and I can remember I was sitting on a point that we call Chainsaw Point and I was glassing and all of a sudden I just looked up in a spot that the year before I had seen Creed a bunch of times uh, in this real thick country and there was just this one limb meadow I mean probably um, big enough that maybe six elk could stand um, you know uh, tail to head across and maybe that that deep as well so not a very big opening and I remember, I think it was like the 5th of September, maybe the 7th, I'd have to go back and look at the exact dates. Um, 
I'm just glassing along. Hadn't seen much that morning. And I look up and there is Creed with his head down uh, feeding. I, I immediately put my spotting scope on him and recognized it to be Creed just by a 6x6 mainframe bell-shaped configuration. Um, knowing that my window might be short, I immediately popped up my iPhone X with the phone scope adapter and started videoing Creed. And I was able to get about uh, a minute, a minute, just maybe just over a minute of video of Creed. He didn't give me a lot of looks or a lot of opportunity. And... I got some good enough video that I was able to, once he went in the trees, I was able to look at it uh, pretty hard. The first couple things that I realized is he did not have his G6 on one side, so he was a 6x6, he was a clean 6, he was not a 6x7. Uh, he did also not have his um, points or point on his eye guard. Cree was a 6 by mainframe. He had lost both of those extra points. The other thing that I noticed was his main beam did not seem to be as long and his uh, points definitely seemed to be sure. I was very, very stoked just to see that the bull had made it uh, through the winter, through summer, and was still alive. So uh, immediately got a hold of Hunter Meekum and got a hold of the Watts and told them that uh, Mr. Creed had been spotted and so to say that anticipation was super high uh, for the upcoming uh, fall season is an understatement. Just to be able to see that bull again and be able to enjoy his um, characteristics of his antlers and just see that rack, beautiful rack again, uh, was awesome. Immediately we kind of thought that Creed was definitely probably not the bull uh, that he was the year before as far as you know antler size um, You could just tell that he was uh, shorter back end, shorter beams uh, Definitely looked like he had really good age on him good hump on his back and so I quickly shared the footage with Hunter Meekum and uh, We were super pumped. Okay, once we got that um, first sighting uh, with our eyes through the binoculars and got that phone scope video uh, in two, early 2019 season in September, uh, we immediately went and checked our cameras in the exact region where we had spotted the bull. And sure enough, um, he had he had hit several of the trail cameras. So now we had, you know, uh, video documentation through our spotting scopes and uh, this year's trail camera pictures and. Uh, all of those are on the Ot6 Ranch Instagram page and my personal Instagram page if you want to check them out. So now it was just a matter of let's try and keep track uh, of him as much as possible and you know keep our eyes on him and try and establish a pattern. Uh, the exact area where he where I spotted him and where Hunter and I um, you know continued to look for him, uh, this year there for whatever reason there was very few cows in that area so we were kind of bewildered as to you know what he was gonna do and it, it did create a little bit of a worry of you know darn there's not a ton of cows here he could potentially move somewhere and we're gonna have to relocate him all over again 
and you know try and keep track in other words his home range that he had rutted so frequently uh, in the 2018 season uh, was uh, just didn't have the cows now I will back up and say that the 2018 season we had a dry winter uh, for Colorado standards for the ranch's standards dry winter but we had an you know really good monsoon so 18 uh, all summer long the rains were were good were heavy uh, the you know the, the grass the terrain the, the countryside looked really good had lots and lots of feed uh, the flip of that was this season uh, Colorado experienced a huge uh, above normal uh, winter it's my feeling now after you know spending several weeks at the odd six ranch monitoring the trail camera pictures all summer is uh, we did not have a good antler growth season compared to the 2018 season uh, some theories that I have on that are you know highly debatable uh, but my impression is that the, the winter of 2019 uh, was there was a lot of snow and it was cold and it was a late spring so when those bulls obviously dropped their antlers and started growing their new antlers it was still really really cold and I don't think those elk got this got a good start on green feed which in turn uh, this season we have a handful of bulls that are bigger uh, than than they were last year but we did not experience the blow-up growth that a lot of the Southwest did you know Arizona some bulls are 30 to 50 inches bigger just because of the amazing uh, winter moisture one of the things being an Arizona boy learning about Colorado and I think you know obviously this is all just theory you know and hypothesis but I think when those elk can get through the winter without struggling a whole lot pond you know through the snow and it's not super super cold they're able to put fat reserves on and they're able their body condition going into the growing antler season you know in the spring is much better I think these bulls uh, at the Ot 6 Ranch, I can only speak about them because it's where I've been spending my time. Uh, I just don't think they got started early enough on green feed and I think they had to put the nutrients into their body first after a long winter to get their bodies in good shape. Then they were able to start their, their uh, you know, growing their antlers and I just think they ran out of time. We've seen quite a few bulls uh, with shorter beams uh, you know the hooker bull uh, has showed up and he seems to have shorter beams a lot of our bulls uh, don't seem to have as big a force and fists and beams as they did the year before now we do have some bulls that are bigger but I think that's just a simple of uh, you know they're just more mature one more year of age uh, but I, I truly was hoping that we were going to see you know just a blow up of bulls going you know from a 310 bull to a 340 bull you know from a 340 to a 370 380 um, but I just don't think that was the case so then we were faced with the decision you know Creed's potentially a little bit smaller than he was last year um, definitely looked like he had you know aged quite a bit you know only a year's time but he was looking pretty old uh, and so it was definitely uh, talked about okay are we gonna hunt them and we, we came up with yes let's hunt them 
uh, you know, potentially is, is not as big as last year. Uh, maybe on the, you know, maybe starting to uh, slowly decline. And so we said, yep, he's, he's, let's go ahead and hunt him. And so we put a plan together. Uh, David and Crystal Watts were able to um, make some time in their schedule and they were able to come out. And it was a full team effort uh, to try and, you know, keep track of Creed and get Crystal in a good position where she was able to harvest them. And actually got down to the last day uh, they had their son is playing um, high school football is a great uh, standout uh, quarterback uh, in, in high school football in Texas and um, they're also big uh, Texas A&M Aggie um, football supporters and so they had uh, high school football and college games that weekend and so they had set a, uh, a deadline a schedule uh, of uh, needing to be back uh, Friday mid-afternoon for those Friday uh, Friday football games in Texas. The day that the Watts arrived, we were actually able to uh, bed that bull in the morning and um, hoping that they could arrive in time. And that evening, we actually were able to spot the bull, but did not have time to make any sort of play or plan on the bull. And so that night was, you know, somewhat of a sleepless night. And then it, I believe we went three full days uh, with no sightings of the bull. He just flat disappeared. Um, and, you know, it's a question of whether he just went on a little walkabout, whether he was right there. And just, you know, the time that I had seen him, he was uh, all by himself, uh, wasn't with cows. And so, or is he just holding in a really, really tight pattern uh, in the thick country and just you know moving in a very very small circle to make to make a long story short uh, the last morning uh, we were going to hunt that last morning and then they had to get uh, to those football games uh, we were all spread out on on points and were able to uh, locate the bull and I was able to meet up with Hunter Meekum and we made uh, what I thought was a really, really good stock on the bull. Uh, Creed had picked up uh, several cows and pushed them into a very, very thick north-facing uh, hillside. And so we were able to, me and Hunter and Crystal, uh, were able to uh, drive up to a rough area of the ranch and then make a hike down and then it was just a matter of, you know, it was probably 10, 9.30 or 10. And we felt pretty confident that he was bedded on um, this really thick north-facing slope. And so we eased in there and, and glassed and moved and glassed and went out on different rocks and tried to look in and um, just tried to get any vantage that we could. And we were able to spot Creed. Uh, he was bedded uh, with cows, a uh, couple cows, and it was very, very thick timber. So we were, uh, at that point, Jeremy uh, Cordova, um, who, who works with us at the Ot6 Ranch, uh, joined us. And so it was me, uh, Hunter, Crystal, and Jeremy. We were kind of on this rock ledge, and we were able to get backpacks set down, get the rifle all set up 
and basically just kind of sit there and wait for uh, something to happen. The, the windows of timber were very, very small. Um, you know, you could see him through binoculars just because we, we, we could see him, but there was no shot opportunity. So we actually had to wait for the bull to stand. Crystal was in a perfect position. Uh, I believe it was 360 yards. No, excuse me. It was 300 yards somewhere, give or take right there. And uh, Crystal lay, was laying down and she just kept laying there and the sun was just beating on us. So I, the sun was kind of in her eyes and in the scope. So I was able to lay a jacket kind of over her and she just laid in there kind of in a sniper position waiting. And then Creed uh, decided to get up and kind of stretch his legs and, and chase a cow. And as soon as that bull uh, stood up, I heard Crystal click the safety off and she said, I've got him. And she shot, made a perfect shot. Creed went down one shot. Uh, we were all ecstatic and elated. And that was, that was just unbelievable ending to the story of Creed. So that was around, uh, I want to say 11 or 1130 uh, when Creed was finally harvested. And we were able to gather gather everybody up, and it was really cool. Um, the whole team, all of the people that work at the Ot Six, uh, you know, the family, just everybody uh, was able to to go to to Creed and see him and put our hands on him, and we're just so thankful and grateful to be able to have you know, a bull of that caliber on the ranch and be able to enjoy God's creation and, and um, be able to harvest a bull like that. And it was just a, it was a, you know, a year and a half of, um, you know, just kind of thinking about Creed at all times. There probably wasn't a day that went by from the first day that we saw him uh, to, to wonder what he was doing, where he was at, how he was doing, what he would be like, this, you know, this, his antler configuration, you know, would, would he make it through, would a predator get him, would winter get him, you know, would potentially another hunter potentially get him, uh, you know, if he were in, in, by chance to wander off the ranch. Um, so there was just so much thought process between all of us uh, that went into the bull. It was you know, bittersweet somewhat, uh, walking up to him and, and, um, you know, getting to take photos and, and, you know, anytime you harvest an animal, but specifically, uh, Creed, uh, for me was bittersweet because we put so much time and energy and, and, uh, just loved the character of that bull so much. Um, but just an awesome story. Um, congratulations to Crystal Watts. Uh, and the whole team, uh, everybody, uh, and I'll try and name everybody, uh, which could get me in trouble, but uh, you've got uh, David Watts, Crystal Watts, uh, Hunter Meekum, uh, Jeremy Cordova, Lowell Inman, uh, Ricky Kelly, um, Reagan Gradke, uh, who works uh, with the Watts. Uh, he was there. Mike, uh, who also works with the Watts. Uh, was there and it was just a it was a, a team effort I mean across the board uh, everybody that works Justin um, uh, Jeremy Cordova's brother Justin hope I'm not forgetting anybody but 
just a complete team effort. There's no one person that uh, de- you know deserves more credit than the other. Everybody played a part in you know from maintaining roads on the ranch so we could get around to um, you know look at the animals and 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 access our trail cameras and you know access the ranch uh, to you know people that prepare the food, people that you know maintain the property to you know everything everything uh, just a complete team effort and awesome we have such an awesome team at the odd six ranch it's so fun there's no egos uh, everybody's there trying to help everybody uh, and it's just nice to see teamwork and nice to see a bunch of humble people getting together and and see the success of, of having such a magnificent animal uh, on the property so I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, the story of Creed. Um, I'll go over a few of the specifics of the numbers. Uh, I believe that Creed was probably 10 to maybe 15 inches uh, bigger last year. I believe his fifths were, you know, three to six inches per fifth longer. Uh, I believe, you know, he probably had six inches of extra. Um, on his extra two points and I believe his main beams were a little bit longer last year Uh, but a phenomenal phenomenal bull